listening to The Corbett Report. CorbettReport.com Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of The Corbett Report. I'm your host, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, coming to you, as always, from the sunny climes of Western Japan, here on the 8th day of November 2019. Welcome to episode 367 of the Corporate Report podcast. Robots are taking our fake news jobs! Now, I'm sure if you have spent any time online in the last few years, you've encountered a, an interesting phenomenon, whereby anyone who goes against the grain of establishment foreign policy thinking or establishment economic or financial thinking, or really against the grain of the globalist establishment generally, will be instantly labeled a fake news Russian bot. Uh, And some people even proudly wear the t-shirt to that extent, Russian bot, uh, as if it's a joke. Well, it is a joke, but that joke took such extreme absurdities last year. It reached new heights of absurdity that it's almost beyond a joke, where real, living, flesh-and-blood humans like Ian56 on Twitter or Syrian Girl, previous CorbettReport.com guest Syrian Girl, were being accused of being literal bots. Now, the British government identified two Twitter accounts specifically that they claim have been pushing a Russian narrative and spreading lies. Uh, one of them we have, I've contacted, and we have him uh, now live. He's yes, called let, Ian. Yeah, let's bring in uh, Ian now. Thanks very much indeed uh, for joining us uh, today, Ian. So you've been identified by the government in this research as being a Russian bot, are you? Uh, that is a 100% total lie and complete fabrication by the UK government. You're obviously not a bot, but are you a Kremlin-controlled troll? And if not, why is it that so many of your tweets seem to follow exactly the Russian government line? I don't follow the Russian government line. I tell the truth. Here's the other count that's caught the eye of the British authorities. It belongs to an Australian blogger of Syrian descent. Now, when the UK government accused her of being a Russian bot over her posts on the Skripal case, her response was that she is indeed human. Maram Susli joins us live now. Maram, good to see you. Well, you look real to me. You're sure you're not a Russian bot? Last time I checked, I'm a real human being. Hi, everyone. This is Syrian Girl. I don't know if you've seen the news, but apparently, according to Sky News and The Guardian, I am a robot. Cue the music. The propaganda is so absurd as to be self-parodying. But perhaps this propaganda isn't aimed at people with more than two brain cells to rub together or people who like to look beyond the headline to the actual substance of the article so that they can check the allegations that are made in those headlines. Precisely because if there is any AI fake news generating bot at work here, it would be the one masquerading as some civil servant in the UK government feeding Whitehall with this demonstrable nonsense about Ian Schilling or Marum Slusley being literal bots when it would take all of about 30 seconds of research by an actual human operator to determine that these Twitter accounts are not operated by bots, but by actual living, breathing human beings with names and faces attached to them who are not secret and who have given public interviews. It's just so stupid as to be 
beyond nonsensical into almost wondering how that could have happened at all again, unless there was some sort of AI bot that was being used to determine who is a bot rather than actual human analysis. And there may be something to that for viewers who might be able to cast their mind back to the first annual real uh, fake news awards back a a year and a half to almost two years ago. Uh, You will remember that I gave the uh, fake Russian scaremongering of the year award to Hamilton 56, the dashboard operated by shadowy players in uh, with connections to the U.S. government who seeks to unmask these Russian disinformation campaigns online, but uh, I think is itself fake news. But let's move on, because unfortunately, as stupid and ridiculous and absurd as this propaganda is, I am going to make a bold prediction that not only are we going to see a cessation in these Russian disinformation bot scaremongering campaigns, I think we're going to see these campaigns pick up in the near future. And I say this advisedly because all we have to do is turn to the pages of everyone's favorite establishment bankster shill media journal, the Wall Street Journal, in order to pick up the thread of this story. Specifically, an article that they published recently called Readers Beware! AI Has Learned to Create Fake News Stories. Researchers warn about the risks of computer-generated articles and release tools that ferret out fakes. In which... Asa Fitch tells us, Real-sounding but made-up news articles have become much easier to produce thanks to a handful of new tools powered by artificial intelligence, raising concerns about potential misuse of the technology. What deep fakes did for video, producing clips of famous people appearing to say and do things they never said or did, these tools could do for news, tricking people into thinking the Earth is flat, global warming is a hoax, <gasps> gasp, or a political candidate committed a crime, when he or she didn't. While false articles are nothing new, these AI tools allow them to be generated in seconds by computer. All right, already, just in the first couple of paragraphs, several things to note about this. One is just the old-timey nature of this propaganda that we've been hearing for a very long time that has either been touting the the advent of computers and robotization as either some sort of unstoppable force of good or evil in the world generally, or in the economy in particular, that we've been hearing, I'm sure, well, certainly since I was a little boy, by the year 2000, uh, we'll be living in floating cities in the sky, or by the year 2000, we'll be living in a post-apocalyptic Blade Runner hellhole, (laughs) neither of which quite uh, transpired. They kind of failed to materialize. So this is, it seems along those lines. Now everyone's going to have these AI-generating fake news bots and all the, the everything we read online is going to be fake news generated by bots. Well, uh, just because it can be generated in seconds does not necessarily mean that it's going to be the, uh, the be-all and end-all of disinformation spreading in the near future. But secondarily, look at the examples they uh, put in there. Of course, Earth is flat, and then we'll mix that in with global warming is a hoax. Again, which uh, unfortunately a large section of the population would agree is equally absurd as Earth is flat. But then throw that in with a political candidate committed a crime when he or she didn't. This is exactly what I've talked about over the past couple of years, talking about the fake, uh, deep fake video technology and how it's going to be deployed in the future. They are prepping us, of course, for when and if there ever comes, say, whatever, Prince Andrew blackmail tape type of situation, or, you know, here's what Clinton really got up to behind closed doors, or something along those lines, you better believe they have the defense ready, already at their disposal. It's a deep fake. You can't trust it. And now they're doing this even with these deep fake news articles written by AI 
bots. Continuing with the article, as far as experts know, the technology has been implemented only by researchers, and it hasn't been used maliciously. What's more, it has limitations that keep the stories from being seeming too believable. But many of the researchers who developed the technology and people who studied it fear that as such tools get more advanced, they could spread misinformation or advance a political agenda. That's why some are sounding the alarm about the risks of computer-generated articles and releasing tools that let people ferret out potentially fake stories. So, again, think of what they're saying here, is that this threat of AI-generated fake news stories, which themselves won't even seem too believable, we will not be able to reason or actually look for evidence to support. Is this real? How can I, how can I triangulate information? No, none of that. No, you're going to use another tool, another type of bot, a computer algorithm to suss out, well, do you think this is real or fake? And guess who's going to be writing those bots and releasing them into the wild? It is the same people working for the same types of think tanks that are ginning up the fake news crisis in the first place. So that, let me guess, anything that goes against the grain of foreign policy establishment thinking or things along those lines will be automatically labeled to be, oh, this is suspiciously bot-like. As, of course, I've been accused of in my time at the Corbett Report as well. And it just goes to show that this is a weapon in information war that is about to be wielded against us. But let's look at the specific example they provide in this Wall Street Journal article. What an AI-created fake article looks like. Mining company in talks to extract resources from the moon. <laughs> so this is an article that was generated by the Grover AI tool. And it says here, users start by entering a headline and a domain name. In this case, wsj.com. The AI tool recognizes word patterns in the articles there and predicts the word combinations that should follow the headline. It takes less than 30 seconds to generate an article like this. Now, that's an interesting part of the scaremongering claim because, again, oh, it, look, it only takes 30 seconds to put out this gibberish that no one will believe. <laughs> Whereas it would take an actual human maybe two minutes to write an article that, uh, that is nonsense that no one would believe. I mean, again, what are they even implying is the great core threat that has never existed before in human history here? But at, at any rate, let's look at this example that they point out. So this is about mining company and talks to extract resources from the moon, which is a headline that they presumably entered into this tool and told it to uh, copy the WSJ.com style. So this is going to be in the style of the Wall Street Journal. It starts with the Conway, Arkansas byline, which the researchers note they can't, they have no idea why the uh, bot picked that particular byline. But it starts out by saying, the planet's first miner is getting closer to going to the moon. A group from North Carolina would use a state-of-the-art gravity tractor to pull heavy rocks and other materials to the surface to be mined. All right, so far so good, I suppose. I mean, it at least makes grammatical sense and seems like it's not total nonsense. Uh, then they have a fake quote from a fake vice president of a fake mining company. There is a great potential for lunar resources. Of course, given that there has never been uh, significant production, some di discussions have been largely speculative. Again, a, a reasonable fake quote, but a fake quote nonetheless from a person who does not exist. And then it goes into some more details. And eventually by the fifth paragraph, the jig is up. Johnson hopes to find another place on Earth to explore to, but one that's closer than most, the moon. <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense from any perspective, grammatically or in terms of the sense of that sentence. And as the researchers note in point seven, while it excels in making the sentences, AI often has trouble producing a story with a coherent overarching structure where paragraphs flow seamlessly together. The grammar isn't always perfect either. So 
any thinking, rational human being with two brain cells to rub together would not be able to make it past the sixth paragraph before realizing, oh, a human didn't write this, did they? Or at least someone who is uh, not just conversant in the English language, because it's not just a linguistic thing. I mean, it makes no actual sense. Find another place on Earth to explore to, one that's closer than most, the moon. Again, it just it it's just a jumble of words. It doesn't actually have real meaning. It's clearly fake. And it goes on. Again, the article is a few, few hundred words long. But at that point, anyone who is actually applying any sort of critical reasoning to this would know that this is not an actual story. But unfortunately, most people tend to read the headline and move on. So as long as the headline sounds plausible enough, mining company and talks to extract resources from the moon, well, that sounds like something that you might see in the 21st century. So, oh, okay. And just take that information, move on. This should be another caveat, not to simply read headlines and believe them. Um, which brings to my mind, actually, a a great little social experiment I conducted back in my Twitter days where I came across a funny little article to the, uh, to the, I can't remember the exact headline, but it was something to the extent of uh, 90% of people will uh, tweet uh, scientific studies without reading them or something like that. And <laughs> and I tweeted that out. The joke is that the article is just that headline and then the whole article itself is lorem ipsum text. And so I tweeted it out as sort of a social experiment. A lot of people did clue into it and said, oh, you know, funny one, James, or that kind of thing. But there were some people who were saying, why are you trusting the, what these researchers are saying? They, they, you know that they, they, do, they often get things wrong and blah, blah, blah. So it was, it was just funny to see that at play. But it just goes to show that, unfortunately, people can be fooled by a headline alone, let alone five paragraphs of semi-convincing text. I, I, which would not be convincing at all if you did any sort of outside research to triangulate and verify. Is this mining company real? Is this person that they're citing real? So again, I don't think that the AI fake news uh, generating bot is really the existential scare that uh, they're ginning it up to be, assuming that people apply any sort of basic critical thinking or reasoning to these types of things, which unfortunately they don't. Um, but... That being what it is, what's the real catch here? What are they really getting at? Well, for that, of course, we have to jump down uh, back to the bottom of the article where, oh, the, uh, the real agenda at play starts to come into focus, where it says, well, so far it doesn't appear that any of the technology has been used as propaganda. The threat is real enough that the U.S. Defense Department's Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, in late August unveiled a program called Semantic Forensics. The project aims to defend against a wide range of automated disinformation attacks, including text-based ones. Private groups are also developing systems to detect fake news stories. Uh, along with the freely available online tool Grover, researchers at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology in Harvard introduced a text inspector in March. The software uses similar techniques as Grover, predicting whether a passage is AI-made by taking a chunk of text and analyzing how likely a language generation model would be to pick the word that actually appears next. Okay, so here's where they start to tip their hand. So uh, we see the obvious agenda at play. Who's getting involved in this? Oh, our good old friends at DARPA. And I'm sure I don't need to let regular viewers and listeners of The Corporate Report know 
about DARPA and its nefarious activities, but if you do, you might want to go back to my Corbett Report radio on DARPA Exposed or some of the other work I've done on DARPA over the years. But yes, they are not your friend and they are not there to help you. So when they are going to be the ones at the forefront of this semantics, semantic forensics technology that's going to identify disinformation attacks, including text-based ones, you can bet your bottom dollar they will define disinformation attack as anything that goes against the establishment policy on any given story. And then these independent researchers at the DOD adjunct, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. MIT is nothing more nor less than a, an agency, a creature of the Pentagon. And they're developing the software that's going to use this technology to determine if this is an AI-made uh, chunk of fake news by taking the text and analyzing it and seeing, is it likely to be language generation model generated? Well, if the language generation model is sufficiently advanced, then one would think it would be, for all intents and purposes, indistinguishable from an actual human writing that article. So there would be a lot of false positives, no doubt. But once again, I'm sure they will fine-tune these tools to make sure that anything that looks Corbett report reportian in nature will be identified as disinformation, and any sort of disinfo or fake news propounded by the establishment media whether AI-generated or not, will be given the seal of approval by DARPA itself. I mean, oh, MIT and Harvard and these other totally third-party groups that are working completely independently, guys. Don't worry about that. Anyway, I think you see where this is going and what is happening here. Uh, they are trying to gin up a scare in order to provide you with the phony solution, as always. And that phony solution will, as always, play directly into the hands of what the establishment has wanted to do ever since the uh, dawn of the internet, is put the genie, the, put, put the cork back in the bottle, put the genie back in the bottle, make sure that the possibility to spread real information between people is squelched at the source, because anyone who's spreading real information, i.e. information that is inconvenient to the powers that shouldn't be, will be identified as disinformation and purged from the internet via the various algorithms and uh, manipulations that I have identified here in the past uh, at great length. So, where does that leave us? Well, it leaves us in the interesting position of being able to point out that actually there is AI-generated fake news bots and even fake news readers that are in existence right now, but they are not necessarily or exclusively in the hands of Russian disinformation trolls. In fact, they are employed by some of the largest news uh, establishment news organizations on the planet. Hello, everyone. I'm an English artificial intelligence anchor. This is my very first day in Xinhua News Agency. My voice and appearance are modeled on Zhang Zhao, a real anchor with Xinhua. The development of the media industry calls for continuous innovation and deep integration with the international advanced technologies. I will work tirelessly to keep you informed as texts will be typed into my system uninterrupted. I look forward to bringing you the brand new news experiences. That, in case you didn't know, was the world's first AI-generated English newsreader from the Xinhua News Agency, a.k.a. the mouthpiece of the Chinese state government. But interestingly, not the first AI-generated newsreader. That uh, Xinhua, at any rate, has Chinese versions of those newsreaders, as you might imagine. Not just a male, but a female as well. Yes, the world's first woman AI-generated fake newsreader, <laughs> which happened earlier this year and was 
cause for celebration, I guess. Go equality! Yay! Now we have fake women reading us the news. <laughs> but yes, that's, uh, uh, that's creepy. And obviously, venturing into the territory of the Uncanny Valley, if you go and watch that video, it is clearly something is slightly off. And once you are told that, that yes, that's because it is a computer-generated image, it is not a real human being reading those words and speaking those words and coming up with those words, presumably, uh, that's where it starts to get really quite creepy. Um, but I, again, just imagine a few years down the road or using the technology of, say, the Department of Defense, the U.S. Department of Defense, that is a few years down the road. One does not exactly have to be uh, a, a crystal ball gazing prophet to see where this technology is going and how convincing it will be in very short order. And more to the point, this whole scare about the fake news, uh, AI-generating bots, should really be applied, of course, to what we already know that these bots are being applied to, rather than some theoretical scare about Russian trolls living under every rock, Russian bot trolls living under every rock. It should be applied where we know that this technology already exists and is being actively used, although not necessarily actively admitted to, like, of course, in the establishment media in the U.S. and elsewhere. Something that's been known about for the better part of a decade now, at the very least. In fact, as far back as 2012, you could go to Wired.com and see what they were writing about this type of technology at that time. Can an algorithm write a better news story than a human reporter? Where they note that every 30 seconds or so, the algorithmic bullpen of narrative science, a 30-person company occupying a large room on the fringes of the Chicago Loop, extrudes a story whose very byline is a question of philosophical inquiry. The computer-ridden product could be a pennant-waving second-half update of a Big Ten basketball contest, a sober preview of a corporate earnings statement, or a blithe summary of the presidential horse race drawn from Twitter posts. The articles run on the websites of respect respected publishers like Forbes, as well as other internet media powers, many of which are keeping their identities private. Niche news services hire narrative science to write updates for their subscribers, be they sports fans, small-cap investors, or fast-food franchise owners. The article goes on there, uh, from there, to detail some of these articles and the type of content that they, that they churn out. Like, uh, Friona fell 10-8 to to Boys Ranch in five innings on Monday at Friona, despite racking up seven hits and eight runs, blah, blah, blah. Bare-bones basic sports reporting, using scores and other information that can be fed into this machine, and it can generate English enough sentences at any rate. And again, now that the technology is seven years more advanced, the sentences they generate are generally... Well, enough to fool the average person. And, of course, it has been developed, refined, and even further uh, employed in the years since then. For example, back in 2015, The Verge was reporting APs, that's Associated Press, robot journalists are writing their own stories now. And it says, minutes after Apple released its record-breaking quarterly earnings this week, the Associated Press published Apple Tops Street I uh, first quarter forecasts. It's a story without a byline, or rather, without a human byline. A financial story written and published by an automated system well-versed in the AP style guide. The AP implemented the system six months ago, and now publishes 
3,000 such stories every quarter, and that number is poised to grow. So chances are, if you are reading a financial story or a sports story from any of the mainstream establishment online news outlets at this point, you are reading bot-generated text further, confirmed in 2017, the Washington Post reporting how the Washington Post leverages automated storytelling to cover high school football. And it's talking about the hyper-local coverage that they can give about high school football games and the like You uh, by employing this technology in the Washington Post iteration. It's referred to as heliograph and has been employed uh, since 2017. And uh, they were admitting to, I believe, 800-plus stories in the first part of 2017 when they started implementing this or when they told the public they were implementing this. But again, how do we know? I mean, how do we know what's really going on behind the scenes here? And that's kind of the point. So all of the pieces of this scaremongering propaganda pie that we are supposed to be living in mortal terror that these Russian disinfo uh, trolls now have access to these bot armies that can generate all this fake news. Well, here it is being talked about quite openly in the establishment media. But of course, it's only for sports scores and financial earnings updates and things like that. I mean, they would never use this for anything of any significance, right? It does, of course, raise the sort of existential problems here, but in the exact inverse of the way that we are supposed to be scared about it, rather than being scared of people countering the establishment narrative using some sort of fake news generator rather than, oh, I don't know, the truth, which is fairly uh, much more straightforward and much easier to do. But uh, I think the actual scare, if there is one to be had, is in the establishment using this to bamboozle the public. And of course, it will be used in false flag type events where they will release fake news stories that are obviously not identifiably fake. They will show that a large portion of the public will go along with them, and then they'll do the big reveal. This was written by an AI-generating bot, and maybe they'll blame it directly on Russia, or maybe they'll say, oh, it was all our test all along. But either way, they will make it so that you will have to not just question everything you read. Of course you should be questioning everything you read. And as I say before, as I said before in this episode, triangulating information and seeing, well, this is a quote from this person at this company. Does that company even exist? That might be one way to triangulate that type of information. But rather than using your own critical thinking skills, they're going to try to engineer the public to be helpless sheep who need some fact-checking bot of some sort or other to come in and save the day. And don't worry, they already have the fact-checkers in the wings and ready to go. Now, this comes, uh, this is actually from Mint Press News. The, the uh, anti-media was where I saw it first, and their title I liked is NewsGuard launches war on alternative media, which is literally what we're talking about here. This is a war on dissenting views, not about facts, which is what they're trying to make this out to be. This is just yet another Atlantic Council Facebook scenario. The government working deeper into our discourse online. And this is a very, very, very alarming thing to see. And it's something we've been warning about for a very long time. And they're doing it all under a guise of, you know, you're too dumb to know what to think. So we're going to do it for you. And this is a scary thought. Now, Mint Press News was actually just informed that it was under review by an organization called NewsGuard, NewsGuard Technologies, which described itself to Mint Press as simply a news rating agency. And Mint Press and it meant press to comment. They wanted them to comment on a series of allegations as they, as they report, several of which were blatantly untrue. However, further examination of the organization reveals that it's funded by and deeply connected to the U S government 
and neoconservatives and powerful moneyed interests. Sounds like everything else we're talking about. All of whom have been working overtime since 2016, the election, to silence dissent of Americans for, you know, they're basically Americans' discourse in general, the idea of, of pointing out how our wars are never ending, and the corporate-led oligarchy, and how that suppresses any actual freedom and liberty in this country. This is a big deal. Connection to the government, to all of this stuff. Now, most troubling is that NewsGuard, uh, by virtue of its deep connections to government and Silicon Valley, is lobbying to have its rankings of news sites installed by default on computers in U.S. public libraries, schools, and universities, as well as on all smartphones and computers sold in the United States. This is alarming. Now, in other words, as NewsGuard's project advances, it will soon become almost impossible to avoid this neocon-approved news site's ranking system on any technological device sold in the United States. Worse still, if, if its effect, uh, efforts to quash dissenting voices are in the, U in the U.S. are successful, NewsGuard promises that its next move is to take this whole thing global. Sounds like exactly what we've been warning about. A NewsGuard separates sites it deems worthy and sites it considers unreliable by using none other than a color-coded rating. Sounds also familiar. Green, yellow, or red. And more detailed nutrition labels regarding a site's credibility or lack thereof in their eyes. Now, rankings are created by NewsGuard's team of trained analysts. Now, the color coding system may remind some readers of the color coded terror threat level warning system that was created after 9-11, making it entirely worth noting that Tom Ridge, the former Secretary of Homeland Security who oversaw the implementation of the system under George W. Bush, is on NewsGuard's advisory board. Not a big surprise. <laughs> it's 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 interesting to see these connections, but don't worry. You know, the same people who sold you the Iraq war and oversaw 9-11 want you to know that they have your best interests at heart. So just sit back and trust that their new propaganda finder will save the day. Trust that what they tell you is the truth and everything else is a lie. Funny how this works. Funny how the same history repeats itself over and over because people fail to recognize it. Now, as I always point out, or try to, these efforts are ultimately working from a place far beyond the two-party paradigm. Essentially, establishment versus everyone else. As an example, the Washington Post and CNN both received extremely high scores, even though both have written stories or made statements that later were proved to be entirely false. So NewsGuard, regardless of being a neoconservative effort, is clearly supporting these other, the, you know, the other side of the two-party system. And saying, well, they're genuine, even though we know Washington Post and CNN are ridiculously, they, they're, they have posted more false stories verifiably than basically anyone that I can point to. Now, CNN, that's an easy one. People that are willing to actually stand back and show some discernment can see that time and time again, CNN will fake news broadcasts, fake protests, put, put on their own cameramen for comment on Hillary Clinton. It's ridiculous. They are a propaganda outlet, so are all of these groups. Now, in addition, Washington Post, their CIA connection, of course, went entirely unacknowledged by this fact-checker group. As the author notes, the Washington Post, whose $600 million conflict of interest with the CIA goes unnoted by News NewsGuard, has also published false stories since the 2016 election, including one article that falsely claimed that Russian hackers had tapped into Vermont's electrical grid, which we covered at the time. It was later found that the grid itself was never breached and the hack was only an isolated laptop with a minor malware problem. 
And of course, and they never fall. They follow up with a small adjustment on the very back. No one will really see it. They don't care as long as they sell you all the Russia fear mongering. And then she goes on to say, yet such acts of journalistic malpractice are apparently of little concern to NewsGuard when those committing such acts are big name corporate media outlets, regardless of what side they stand on in the two party deception. Now, think about that. Think about how, what a big deal this is in this. If this is a huge step in the direction of everything we're warning about. All the more reason we need to begin to distance ourselves from the main social media outlets and just stop watching mainstream media because they're aggressively trying to control your opinion. Oh, yes, I'm sure I don't need to tell many of the people in the audience, but in case you didn't know, yes, the establishment is already prepping and creating the infrastructure so that they can fact check away any piece of information that they don't like. And I think a lot of the public is cottoning on to this fact. And it's usually in the context of the phony left-right schism, where the right is finally noticing, oh, you know, Snopes and these types of fact-checkers, they're lying. This is fake news. But uh, at any rate, it is coming, and we can all see it. And unfortunately, since, again, it is being implemented essentially from up high, from the government and its affiliated think tanks down to the level of the institutions that are run by the government. So that, for example, if your children go to a public school and it is sponsored by the state, then the state will employ some sort of NewsGuard fact checker device to allow students to go and get information from this source and disallow it from that source. And guess what that source is? It's sites like the Corbett Report, because as I am told with increasing frequency these days, although I'm already aware of this fact, if you go to any of the establishment fact checking news bias type sites at this point, the Corbett Report has already been flagged by a number of them as disinformation or conspiracy theory. And Although I know that doesn't, those words don't work, have the, the intended effect on most of the people who would be the audience for this Corbett report in the first place, of course it does keep anyone who would potentially stray onto this site or into this information space from Normyland away from this type of information, which is mission accomplished as far as the propagandists are concerned. So this is, this is a genuine threat, and there's obviously a problem-reaction solution that is being generated here in order to walk us into the arms of the establishment fact-checkers that will determine reality for us and tell us, oh, you can't believe that because a Russian bot tweeted it, rather than look for yourself and independently verify whether that information is true and correct or not, which is the only correct answer to the question of how can we possibly solve the problem of fake news. Well, I'll leave you today with just this final thought. Do you really think that the establishment news media is going to tell us when they have fake news generated or fake news generating AI bots writing important articles beyond high school football game score results or uh, Apple earning reports? Do you think they're really going to admit to that? Because as we even saw back in the Wired article from 2012, there were already internet media giants that were employing narrative services and others to write their content for them, but they weren't admitting to it. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, yes, there probably is already a fair degree of that uh, happening. And how much worse will it get when the deepfakes become so convincing that 
AI-generated anchors start to appear? Will we always be told that these are AI-generated anchors? And what are the implications of that? Well, perhaps the ultimate implication of that is not very much, because I'll leave you with this little Easter egg. The greatest uh, top comment there on that uh, YouTube post about the Chinese AI newsreader says that these AI-generated newsreaders is just like watching the NPC, uh, the NPCs at CNN, which I thought <laughs> was a great line. So we're going to end this episode on that note. Uh, but I exhort you to once again, do not simply swallow what I'm saying here. Go and check the sources in the show notes and check these various stories for yourself and come to your own conclusions about what's happening here and the proper way to proceed. Because if we simply rely on talking heads, whether real or robotic, to tell us what to think and how to think, then it's game over for humanity. And on that pessimistic note, I will tell you that if you do appreciate this information, I am a real living flesh and blood human being with a real living flesh and blood human family that does require food and nutrients and a place to uh, sleep and other things like that. So if you do appreciate this information, please help to make this site possible as little as $1 a month to become a Corporate Report member. Details at corporatereport.com slash members. We're going to leave this episode here for today. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. Looking forward to joining you again in the near future.